Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect during our summer school series, I decided to include some new content with a fellow blockchain and crypto educator, Dr. Tammy Francis, to talk about the critically important role of educators to help non-technologists upskill and reskill for the future of work so you are ready to fill the tech-adjacent talent gaps in the blockchain and crypto industries. Now, so much attention is paid to encouraging investment in cryptocurrencies, but I hear far fewer discussions focusing on building businesses and careers, regardless of where crypto markets land in the bull bear cycle. You know that we're in a bear cycle right now. A lot of people are holding their money on the sidelines, but we should always still be investing in learning about the space and the future of work and wealth and creativity. So Dr. Tammy and I discuss why it's important that folks focus as intently on the future of work as they do on the future of money and wealth. And we explore the talent gaps in the blockchain and crypto industries and how those gaps create opportunities for innovators ready to meet the needs of investors, consumers, and legacy systems. Finally, we end on how you can get started to make the next right step. We focus on specifics and actual ways to move the needle in your career, or if it's ready to pivot, to leave where you are, to lean into the life that you desire and deserve. The one, as I like to say, on the road to creating your hashtag CEO of me life. And Dr. Tammy is the perfect guest for this conversation. She is the founder of Catalyst for Change Global LLC. She holds a PhD in curriculum and instruction And she's currently a tenured associate professor at a community college in Texas and professor at Alt-Hash University, which is a global campus that offers online blockchain programs. And in addition to that, she serves as the director of certification and accreditation with the International Council of Registered Blockchain Professionals. And Dr. Tammy is also a global business strategist, consultant, author, and highly sought-after speaker. And as a strategist and consultant, she uses her gifts, talents, and skills to empower and equip leaders, entrepreneurs, and business startups, particularly blockchain-based startups, all over the world with purpose-driven, creative business solutions to build, grow, and scale. Now, she shares a ton of wisdom and tips for how to get in and win in the future of work. So be sure to take notes and listen. (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny that there may be a quiz at the end. We're professors after all, but I want you to make sure that you listen, listen again, take notes and really start to not just imagine your future, 
uh, preparing for Web3, specifically as it relates to crypto and blockchain, but how you use your existing talents, gifts, and skills so that you're not abandoning everything and you're not getting left behind. Now, a final note before we get started, a quick reminder on digital safety. There are a lot of scammers out there on social media, impersonating me, other crypto educators and trailblazers. So be careful in those social needs streets, make good choices, and to combat the madness and to empower you with the right tools to be safer as you prepare to go from cash to crypto, I developed an entire free masterclass about the topic be sure to check out secureyourcryptobag.com for more information. That's secureyourcryptobag.com. Now that we're clear, please take a moment to follow this podcast and then like, share, and comment so that others who would benefit from this content can find it. Okay, time to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I am so very excited to welcome Dr. Tammy Francis to the show. Dr. Tammy is the founder of Catalyst for Change Global LLC, and she is highly regarded as being a catalyst for action and empowerment and change. And as a fellow educator, we have a lot of synergy because Dr. Tammy is passionate about educating and preparing folks, especially systemically marginalized communities, to succeed and thrive in Web3 which includes the mastery, of course, of blockchain-enabled assets and services. And I invited Dr. Tammy on Tech Intersect after seeing an announcement about a recent talk she gave for Zenith Chain, if I'm not mistaken, titled Talent Gaps in the Blockchain and Crypto Industry. So we will talk about all of that and more in a moment. But first, Dr. Tammy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Oh my goodness, I'm excited about this. So I'm ready to dive in. <laughs> Absolutely. I was so I'm so excited that we are connected on social media and um we follow each other and have followed each other's careers. And it's always really exciting to um use social media for good and actually have these authentic conversations about what we're doing, the opportunities we found in the space and how to really empower and support people doing the same just by our example. You're a tremendous asset to the space, and I'm really um, excited that, that we're having this convo. So tell folks about your rabbit hole experience of even coming into the blockchain and crypto space that led you to really focus your work on blockchain and crypto career education. Oh my goodness, Professor Evans, it is a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> So, um, so I won't go back too far, but I will say that I have always used, so I'm an educator first, so, um, and curriculum and instruction. And so I've taught over 20 years. And so when I moved into post-secondary education and started really advancing and getting my master's degree and my doctorate degree, I've, and being in the classroom, I always researched and investigated things about, around technology in the classroom technology mm. and education. And so that is like it, all my professional and scholarly work uh, within that you'll see technology is in there um, as well as, you know, just best practices in the classroom and instructional practices. So technology has always been kind of a thread and I've always been interested in innovative technology. So of course, one day I <laughs> came across 
Um, I heard it. I don't even know where initially, but I heard the word blockchain technology. So then I started looking and researching because I'm a researcher and it led me to the University of Texas because I'm in Texas and they had a blockchain institute at the time. Like, I don't know if they still have it. So I apologize for not knowing that. But at the Mm -hmm. time they did. And this was probably around 2017 ish or so um, when they had that. And so I just started looking at it. But then life happened. So I had to let it go. And Mm -hmm. then. Um, of course, I was got into live stream and I started building my business. And then I decided, you know what? Um, let me just start following some people, you know, and, and just listening to people around tech. And I happened a- across someone who's now my friend um, who was live streaming around tech and had Tech Tuesdays and would talk about blockchain and then the cryptocurrency. So really, I got into it because I was more interested in the technology and how it was in education. Because if anybody knows anything about education and this field, we are always last to the table when it comes to innovation. Absolutely. And so because of that, I thought, how does this either fit into um, the institution where I was teaching or my classroom? And I'm always more interested in the classroom, but when I initially, I knew that the use cases were more around student data. And so, you know, as opposed to how it was used in the actual classroom besides the way I'm talking about it today. And mm-hmm. so, um, and so that's, and that's kind of where it all started. And then of course I got on the cryptocurrency and started really listless, you know, cause that, I guess that what really pulled me in. Cause I started, wait a minute, there's this, that's one of the crypto, you know, and I was thinking about investing and doing some other things. And so that is, you know, the two. And so then I decided, no, you know, I, I really want to learn more about this. You know, I want to involve this into my, uh, include this, I guess I should say, into my scholarly work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So let me look, let me learn more about this technology. And then I pursued a certification with Altas University and learned more and, you know, really delve into the technology aspect, which I didn't, I'm a non-tech person in right. the world. And so, and so that's what I decided to do. And then it just, it went from there. And of course, as I started, after I finished that, it was always, how does this connect to what I'm currently doing in my day job? Not just in my business, but in my day job. And so I thought about, I'm, I teach at a community college in Texas. And so um, non-traditional students are the ones mm. that you know we typically serve at a community college. And many of them are choosing majors. And we realized in our data at our institution that many of them were choosing majors that didn't that didn't necessarily guarantee a job in mm-hmm. when they were done. You know, that six years, which is tech, tech you know, a community college student is usually between six and 10 years because they usually right. do part time. And so because of that, we, you know, we were thinking, I was thinking like, what are the marketable skills that they would need? And so then it led me to what I do now, which is I talk about the future of work. And because I also work with businesses and entrepreneurs in my business, then I'm like, what is the future of business? How does this look? In the business, and I know the people I work with in Black and Brown communities are typically don't don't have the education around the technology mm-hmm. used and and those things. So I was thinking, what is a way? What is what is a way that I can make this accessible to them? And so then I started just crafting the things that I say around it. Mm. So in that way, what, a way that they can understand, they can incorporate it into their vision, their goals, and what they're preparing for next. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. 
Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. That's so exciting because, yeah, that, that is perfect because it aligns so well and so precisely with the way that I got in because it was also in 17, uh, 2017, at a friend who was um, at Newhouse School at Syracuse and was doing some things kind of in the future of media. And there was this working group uh, focused on blockchain technology and how distributed ledger technology was primed to um, disrupt media and journalism. And that was interesting to me. Also that fall, I met someone who was writing about the intersection of intellectual property and blockchain. And I'm an IP lawyer by training and also an IP professor, but it really is at the intersection of whatever my expertise is, intellectual property and the latest technology and innovation. So very much the same um, wow. as your story, right? So I was like, I don't know about this. And then I learned about crypto. I was like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know where <laughs> it is. Is it in my bank? Can I touch it? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm very Gen X and um, we're, you know, I'm a digital immigrant rather than a digital native, although I was always um, an early adopter of technology and also just very intellectually curious. Um, and so I was like, I don't know what this means for me personally, but as an educator who cares very, very much about my students, that I wanted to make sure that the next wave of lawyers was conversant in the next wave of technology and would be able to um, represent the next wave of business people doing whatever thing that they were doing with the crazy crypto at the time. Right. Um, and as you know, in order to really, really embrace it and not just pontificate or intellectualize or theorize about it, I had to buy some. I had to figure out how it moves. I had to lean in myself personally with um, self-custody and autonomy to really understand what Satoshi's vision for peer-to-peer -peer cash really meant. And then why, because he, he, she, they never actually mentioned blockchain in the white paper, but there was this really interesting technology that was um, a different way to organize and to protect and to disseminate information. And I thought that was really cool. And I was getting calls about open source software and how one might start to build. Because remember during that time in 2017, 2018, we were also in the midst of the ICO, which is initial coin offering for those who are, this is a first time listener. People were trying to like monetize and build on top of the Ethereum ecosystem. So I was like, I need to figure this out. I'm getting calls about it and, and the rest is history. I woke up about a month later with, you know, the same t-shirt, my hair all over, like, oh my God, this is gonna change the world. I have to tell everyone, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, so it definitely touched me in that same way as an educator to align the latest technology with my core experience and expertise. And so talk a bit about what that meant for you personally, too, as you are leaning into this new technology. Not only were you preparing yourself to help others, but it also fundamentally changed the trajectory of your work and career as well. So what was that like for you? Oh, my goodness. So great question. And I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I figured it out yet. Right. Be Good point. Because I think I'm still in the process. 
And I'm and I call myself a strategist because I think about everything strategically and how I work through it. I do know that as the conversations that I have with my students has changed quite a bit mm. because I work with students who come to college underprepared. In Texas, we have a state assessment upon entrance, and then that assessment determines if they can take college level classes or not. Mm -hmm. um, and then they have to take college preparatory classes. And I teach those classes, um, or that's one of the areas that I teach. And so, and so my conversations with them have has changed and looking at not just them majoring and pursuing things because their mother's a nurse, their grandmother was a mm. nurse, but how does that look for them? And so therefore it's really informed my presentations at conferences, mm -hmm. the research that I'm doing as far as the scholarly things that I'm doing. So mm -hmm. I, I think that it's, it's all, I guess, coming together slowly right now. Yes. And so um, I, I've been trying to figure out how to strategically, because it's not a shift for me. Because mm. when I look at my body of work, I've always, like you said, have had technology was a thread and I was always interested in the latest technology. However, for other people who knew that I was in literacy and curriculum and instruction, mm. and they're like, where does this blockchain stuff come from? Right. Currency stuff come from? What is, what, what is that about? Right. They don't understand, like, it's the technology. And to really give our students the opportunity for personal sovereignty and student mobility. That mm. is important to know that. And so many of our, our institutions are even using it and don't know why. They just know, I can't do this, I can't do that. But they don't understand right. what that means for the student so they can empower the student. And so I feel like I've also become an advocate. So I mm. think besides the classroom, besides what I do scholarly, that I'm also an advocate. Like, these are things that we need to learn. So even the things that I do on my campus for staff development and professional development for the non-academic areas is to have them look at what are we using? What are we really using on this campus mm -hmm. or whatever campus, you know, they're on and, and why is it so, and how can we empower the student with that? Because if we're using, um, I'm not going to call out any of them, but you know, <laughs> any of these protocols and blockchain technology, then why? And, right. and how are we how are we giving that to the student? Or are we just keeping or we just giving the piece? We're just using it as a storage, which we can do, which we were doing before, or right. are we using it to its full capacity. Because I think my biggest thing, and I'm a when I say advocate, I think I'm more of an advocate because I'm not really, you know, I don't really get into the technicals, but I mm -hmm. am a proponent of maintaining the integrity of the technology. Mm. And making sure that however we're using it, we're using it the way it was intended. According to me, <laughs> in the way yes. that I, I know it and like it, you know, the, the centralization, giving people, giving the power back to the user and things like that, that are part tenants of this. That's what I, I think I do, I do now. And so more professionally, that's where I, I kind of play right now. I think it's evolving. Mm -hmm. It's really going to move into something as the campus community that I'm on gets mm -hmm. wind of my knowledge in this area. Um, I'm sure it evolved, but right now. I'm just, you know, adding a little bit each time. <laughs> there is no just about this. No, like the no, work no, that you're no doing just. is transformative. <laughs> I know that's transformative. Right. We always say just, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's no just. That's right. We're like that. And if it, if that, does that make sense? Right. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Cause I said it into my research is fine. <laughs> <laughs>
Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host Matt Heslin brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. You are listening to the Tech Intersect podcast with Professor Tanya M. Evans. Powered by Advantage Evans. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, I was on the leading, not kind of, I was on the leading edge at my previous institution at the University of New Hampshire, Franklin Pierce School of Law, to create the first blockchain crypto and law online certificate program. And it was just like way out there because there is no curriculum. And I was teaching blockchain, crypto, and law, which was the first fundamentals portion. But then to go on and talk about crypto economics and blockchain governance, tokenomics, um, smart cities, smart governments, social impact, which is incredibly important to me so that we are not replicating some of the systemic ills that made distributed ledger technology and cryptographically secured assets a viable alternative like a real customer service issue, <laughs> not just in finance, but in media and just for all the things. It is a it is a, a customer service issue that is really challenging legacy systems and education, to your point as well. So it makes it really exciting, but also very important and also very challenging as someone who's on the, the leading edge, because we're building the plane as we are flying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in some and sense, like, right? When you ask me that question, I think about like, I didn't even tell the most important piece. Like my PhD mm. is in curriculum and instruction. Like now okay. I'm that writing curriculum <laughs> and I'm, I'm developing educational blockchain educational programs. And so, and and I, we, we even did a pilot this past spring with juniors and seniors um, mm. and to, to start preparing them. So once they go to college, they'll still have an idea of the possibilities as far as choosing majors, or if they don't want to, like all these other things, um, so many other programs are now available right. that were not available before the pandemic. And so, so that's another thing that I do like, duh, like that's, that's what I probably, <laughs> like, like I say, it's, it's so many pieces and I think, um, it's evolving, but that's, that's probably the one that's most connected to what I do mm-hmm. professionally is the curriculum writing that I'm doing around creating courses or programs or just serving as an advisor on those that are creating programs. Right. So you were able to find the intersection between your existing expertise and this technology in order to empower others. And that is really, really the critical work of education in this space, not just a matter of which which is an important part, this idea of understanding the language Mm -hmm. of crypto and of blockchain and certainly in terms of investing and all of that. But the other part of that and an essential part as a matter of um you know, I really think of this as economic justice and social justice mm-hmm. when I think of black and brown communities and being positioned to take advantage not just of investment, 
opportunities and the hyper-consumerism that we experience now, but on the other side of that, the build, which is really the way that you start to build generational wealth, which is really important. So talk to us about some of the, um, the, the curriculum pieces that help you empower people to get ready for the future of work. So... So when you say curriculum pieces, I'm thinking like I I, I get overwhelmed. Like which part? Oh. I can talk, so I can <laughs> All talk. the things. <laughs> I can talk, you know. But I I really think about the onboarding and mm. people just introduced to it. So when I think about the programs, I always start at that point when I'm mm-hmm. writing curriculum. What are the basic tenets? And not to be oh, because this space you talking about vocabulary and language. Right. It can be very overwhelming. And just the terminology alone got me like, I was like, what? And it was some things that I knew, but, you know, English language, we have several words that mean the same thing. And then we have one word that has six definitions. And so, you know, just the way tech uses architect versus the way I use the word architect, Mm. you know, and it's little things like that, that I had to, you know, just kind of navigate. But so when I think about writing curriculum, I think about those pieces. I think about Mm. one, I want to talk about. Um, and even now when I talk to businesses and things, I t- t- talk about blockchain technologies. I think of that as the infrastructure and mm-hmm. just the basics around that. And then um, wallets, because I think mm-hmm. of that as identity. Um, and then moving on to the cryptocurrency, of course, that's the value, the money, right? And then um, Web3 as the community, NFTs, ownership, and then the metaverse. So I talk about, I start at the blockchain, but we, but introduce those other term, that other terms. And then of course, there's always the, you know, phase two. Now we go deeper, but I think right. it's just introduction of that. So when I think about the curriculum pieces, I think about those six and setting modules according to those six. So I don't know if that answered your question because that curriculum question, my brain just went on fire when you asked that because I thought about it no, in I think- so many different ways. <laughs> Yeah, that's really helpful. And, and, you know, the educator in me, one, and also the administrator in me, that administrative brain is like, how do you, I, I believe in modular education. I, I firmly believe, and I'm, I may be an outlier as someone who's still on the inside, but education as we know it is, is defunct. It's, it's, it's over. You have to have a modular experience to give people what they need when they need. And when I think about the composability, in the blockchain space, I analogize that to how education should be composable as well um, so that people can get what they need when they need it. But then it's always the linear part of my brain is what is the next step? What's like the next right step, which is what at Advantage Evans, we talk about this. What's the next right step in this um, education process so that people don't get disengaged and they can stay on the path? And it is a a reasonable uh, accumulation of information over time. And I love very much that you focus first or early on about this idea of, of the wallet as a matter of identity. That was a really um, profound and important point. When I think about wallets and then also non-fungible tokens, we talk about it in the context of creativity and, and collectibles, yeah. but there's so much more that can be done also as a matter of identity and then we have this other thing about investment and buying tokens yeah, or coins, et cetera. But there's so much other cool stuff with the tech. Yes, absolutely. I so agree with that. And that's why I think about that. And I think because I think then you can go deeper. Then you can talk about being a creator. Then you can talk about being an owner. But the, the basic pieces, you know, because the buzzwords are out there. 
So right. it, it's out there. So we can't take it back. So a lot of people want to know, what is this? What is this? And so let's just talk about it up front, but let's talk about it in a way that empowers you. That's fantastic. I love that. So let's um, talk about the, because in many ways, we focus so much on the investment and and uh, the consumerism that we're not focused on the build. But in a recent conversation and presentation that you had, you were also talking about um, the talent gaps in the blockchain and crypto industry. So where are the gaps? And then that'll lead us to the natural convert, you know, the next the natural next step of the opportunities. But where are the gaps? So so when when I think about this space initially, all I heard was about developers and coders and and all of that. And yes, we need that. And yes, they're in demand. So I'm not going to negate that. But I also realized that there are other aspects of the industry that need filling. You know, Mm -hmm. you need content writers. You need, you know, business strategies, business development. Because we need to tell people, you know, because I I assist and consult with hackathons and accelerated programs, incubator programs. And many of them can find, they, they, those that have ideas have the tech idea. They know the tech but they don't know how to take that from idea to market. They don't know how to do the business side. So that's just an example of like some of the gaps that are out there. And I Mm -hmm. think that, um, and I, and of course the gaps depend on where you are as far as your organization, your company. So I won't say anything specific because it's different for each organization. However, you know, each organization, each institution, each company should do a, ga- a talent gap analysis to know where their gaps are and know, like, do you have people at the table? If there's a project, a tech project, by blockchain project, mm-hmm. tokenization project, whatever it is, that you have someone on there from these different areas. You have represented the, the different um, aspects of that project you need. Mm-hmm. And or that company, if it's small, right, you have that represented. And so I will say that that's probably, that's, the gaps are different. And then Mm -hmm. I would say, don't be limited on the types of people that can be at the table. Right. Well, the other work that I do is purpose-driven work and being intentional. And so you'll see a lot of my work talk about manifesting more, reap more. It's all about this tension. You're like, where does that go with the technology and the education? Because I think in everything that we do, we must be intentional. We must be thoughtful. And we must make sure that whatever we're doing, especially if you're you're making a a conscious effort to transition and move, that whatever you're doing should be aligned with who you are and where you're going. And then if you know that, then you can find your space in the blockchain industry. Because any job, whether it's in retail, whether it's in education or healthcare, whatever, even if it's a, a radiology tech, well, whatever it is, there is, you just have to, one, know what you enjoy doing, what you like doing, what you're good at doing, that's aligned with who you are and where you're going. And then do a simple search. Mm-hmm. Connect with blockchain technology. And I'm sure you'll find use cases. There are so many use cases out there now um, that you can find use cases. And then if not, well, then we can go back to the creator, right? <laughs> the creator and having that idea and developing that idea. But I think when I think about the talent gaps, it's hard for me to always say, one, two, three, because it's different. But I always encourage people, if you are a nurse and you're in healthcare, it's time for you to research and figure out how is that aligned 
with you, blockchain technology aligned with you being a nurse in the healthcare industry? And then what are those things, those skills that you need to pursue or add? This is a great time to reskill, upskill, because there's right. so many free, let me just say that, it's F-R-E-E, programs and courses that you can take to do that, where you can get you know, some micro-credentialing and get a certificate. And you can do that without having to go get a whole nother degree. And this is a great time for that. So, so when I think about gaps, that's what I recommend. I know it's kind of general. It may not answer the question, but. <laughs> no, it's great. And, and one of the, my favorite exercises that I do with the Advantage Evans students is precisely what you just mentioned. Whatever your area of expertise is, what your current job or career, put that in your favorite search engine and the word blockchain, and let's see what comes up. Your add-on to that is if you don't get a lot of hits, that actually is an opportunity because this technology is transformative. Obviously, distributed ledgers or distributed records or decentralized protocols are not perfect or ideal for every scenario. But if you can't vet that and figure it out, you're already behind. Like if you can't come to a table, have that conversation and says no, and say, no, we understand the power and promise of blockchain technology, cryptographically secured assets. This is what we do. We don't want that for these reasons. Then you're, you're, you're you know, you become the, the dinosaur right before the meteor. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the is if you would just indulge me. The other thing that I, I know people are thinking, well, okay, well, I don't see what, you know, I did the mm. search. I don't see anything. So what do I do? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop that before we get into more opportunities. And that is the things that helped me was having a mentor and finding a community um, because you'll need people to guide you, whether it whether you join a hackathon, accelerated program or something to, to start developing ideas. Of course, you got to choose which ideas, but that's something that there's consulting. <laughs> there, there, there's consulting <laughs> that, that people can help you. But if you have that mentor, the team, the community, then you can create the you can garner the people that can help you, you know, create that. If you're thinking you still have knowledge gaps, you can, you can do that. So I just wanted to add that piece. Like those are really important in this community. And whenever you're in tech and you're, you're making a transition into it, or you're just trying to, you know, embark on something new. So mm-hmm. I and I've, I have found that community in general has been very supportive. They're, could be many more things that a community, the larger crypto or blockchain community can do. But once I've inserted myself in the process, generally speaking, that has gone well. Um, and there's so many more than when we started, so many more that that is a, a wealth of opportunity. But the whole point of blockchain technology is it's grassroots community up, mm-hmm. not centralized bottom, you know, top down. Mm-hmm. So that's a really important point. All right, so let's talk about all these awesome opportunities. We we the person goes through identifies gaps that are in need of filling, either with something that already exists or something that needs to be innovated to fill the gap. Talk to us about the opportunities. Where are the opportunities uh, in the space? So so the opportunities is education. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you know if you notice that, then you know. I'm one when there's something that I want to pursue and I don't know a lot about it or I don't know how to do it. I need to read about it. I need to find out about it. Right. Videos. Now we have videos. Like there's so many ways that you can learn more that it doesn't have to just be um, 
you know, I'm, I'm a literacy person, so I always say books. So y'all forgive me. But when I say <laughs> or that, YouTube University. Books. It's right, fine. Right, right, YouTube, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just know that when I say that, I mean like any form that you have access to. Sure. Um, but now, so that's one thing. Like I would encourage everyone to start by, that's what I did. Like I started by learning more about the technology because that's what mm-hmm. I was interested in. Whatever you're interested in, you want to start there. And you want to, and and right now, talking about opportunities, like I mentioned earlier, like there's so many opportunities to really explore at low cost. Right. It's really low barrier to entry, it's low cost. There's courses out there that are free. Many mm-hmm. of them are free. There are some that are a little, like minimal, you know. Right. Um, a nominal fee that you have to pay. But many of the ones that come across, especially in this Web3 space, are free right now. Now, I won't say right. it will last for long, but in 2022, <laughs> it's available. And so I, I would encourage that. And and there's so many ways, how about opportunities? The next opportunity is, like you said, connect with other people. Like mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to connect with other people and to make those connections with typically, because this space is so new and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think, oh, 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 it's, I'm late. I'm like, no, 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 no. So early. We were still early on. And because of that, when you connect with people in this space, like you said, they're so welcoming, but they're also connected to opportunities that they know of, that they are aware of. Maybe they're speaking somewhere and they know, you know, this committee or this president here and they need your expertise. And so that may be an opportunity to consult if you're looking for entrepreneur. Sometimes they need a developer. If you're a developer, then they may, you know, and that's something that you have you know, experience in, or you're pursuing and you're gotten, you've got you've gotten the certification or whatever, then it's possible that, you know, they will hire you. Like, right. so that is the, that is the interesting thing about right now. It's very different than I've ever seen in my lifetime on how easy it is to take advantage of some of the opportunities by just being present mm-hmm. and not just being present, like in the background. I mean, like connecting with people, just really being proactive in your journey. Yeah, and and this aligns with something that I've been talking about a lot, and I've been I've doing been doing a lot of of press around the concerns on the investor side for those in the black and brown community, kind of getting wrecked, as we say, when prices contract or we have a crypto winter on the investment side in particular. Um, I also know that in those times, there's a, an important opportunity for builders. It's happened mm-hmm. in you know this is probably my third crypto winter, um, when we think about, you know, starting back in 2017. Um, so that, that too presents an opportunity for, there are a lot of challenges in the space. When you think of any, um, nascent technology, or you think of a new business that most of them actually fail. And it's not because they're scammers. It's because that's just the nature of failing forward. Right. But that presents interesting opportunities as well. So sometimes people say, Oh, crypto's dead. It's crypto winter. It's game over. What are your thoughts about that from the the education and also the um the the future of work side? Yeah, and and I agree. Like they typically write it off, but no, this is the the most opportune time to take advantage and to to just dive in. And that's what people say. Well, I want to wait. They want it to be perfect. Everything to be right. perfect. Just dive in. 
You know, that's part of the opportunity is just take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of you and just do one thing at a time, one step at a time, because then eventually it'll come together. And if you have a strategy or you need help with strategy, there's people out there that can help you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and that person is Dr. Tammy. I see where we So talk to folks about how they can um, connect with you and your, your work and any final thoughts you have in terms of encouraging folks to take that next right step. Thank you for that question. So you can connect with me um, on social media. I'm Dr. Tammy, Dr. Tammy Francis everywhere. And so this is a little branding tip for those of you who are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs is that you, I have my handle is the same everywhere. Even on YouTube is Dr. Tammy Francis and you can find me everywhere. My website is drtammyfrancis.com. <laughs> so you can, it's easy to find me. And so that's a way to connect with me. My DMs are open, so you can definitely do that. Um, and of course, if you go to my website, you can email, you can, you know, you'll have access to all of that as well. Um, and I guess my final thought would be to really think about, to do some self-reflection, one, and look and see what is it you really enjoy doing? Because this is the best time to either take a leap or add to what you're doing, depending on if you are at the point of wanting to transition or you like where you are, but you just want to evolve and grow, this is a great time to do that. So step out there, see how this space, tech, you know, this is tech intersect. So tech, how that, that intersects with what you're doing and, and look at that and, and just pursue it and just start with one, education to, you know, find someone that aligns with, you know, what you wanted to do, maybe in the same industry, you know, mm -hmm. now do some research, now be careful about that. But, you know, as you're browsing, you'll start coming across some names and people and, you know, and maybe just follow, right? Because right. their content is useful for you. And then find a community, connect with a community that that may become recommended or that you you vet and you make sure that it aligns with what you're doing and and then go from there because i think once you start doing those things it will slowly evolve and mm -hmm. you'll, you'll know trust your gut and just go for it yeah i look forward to seeing you in this space <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so intention mm -hmm. intuition mm -hmm. that next right step to prepare you for the future of work and wealth and creativity, as we always say, but this idea of building in the space and you don't have to be a technologist. You heard Dr. Tammy say, and you know, from my own experience, I am a non-technologist. One of my friends says, um, I'm tech adjacent, I'm tech adjacent, <laughs> early adopter. Oh, let's start using that. <laughs> let's go tech adjacent. That works for me. We have found our, our, our way. We found our path and we found our tribe. And I am so grateful to consider you, Dr. Tammy Francis, among the members of my awesome tribe. And thank you so much for sharing your, your time and your commitment to the space. It's just really beautiful to see what you are building through education to prepare folks for the future of work. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I've had a blast. Thank you so much. You are listening to the Tech Intersect podcast with Professor Tanya M. Evans. Powered by Advantage Evans.
And finally, a quick reminder on digital safety. There are a ton of scammers and bots out there on social media impersonating me and others and promoting scams, etc. All the fake engagement. So just to be clear, now hear this. I will never slide into your DMs to say peace and blessings or hey, or to push any Forex or none of those things. I will never reach out to solicit your time or your money in DMs. All the information that I provide is in this podcast and on my websites at ProfTanyaEvans.com and, of course, AdvantageEvans.com and TechIntersectPodcast.com. I'm not a crypto trader. I'm an educator and an attorney licensed in four states. Thank you very much. I'm here to inform, inspire, and empower. No cap and no Forex. So be careful, make good choices, and to help you protect yourself out here in these social media and crypto streets, I've developed an entire free masterclass about the topic. So check out secureyourcryptobag.com for more information. That's secureyourcryptobag.com. Okay, that's all for now. I look forward to spending this summer in session with you. So until next time, continue to shine.